it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. But as we get ready for the big show, the big show, the big extravaganza, the slime turn show, Jamie Raskin is ready for his close-up. Two stories are already going down the memory hole. One, that an armed man was arrested outside of Brett Kavanaugh's home. Did we forget all about Chuck Schumer threatening? You have released the whirlwind. You will pay the price. You won't know what hit you. Nobody cares. The Senate Majority Leader can literally threaten Supreme Court justices with violence, and nobody will do anything. And now we have another story of another, well, they're calling it anti-abortion. But a pro-life group had their offices bombed again in Madison, Wisconsin. A group called Jane's Revenge is taking responsibility. So we've got Ruth sent us Jane's Revenge. These are terrorist organizations. Is this not terrorism? Now, don't ask Slime Turd. Slime Turd doesn't know anything. Slime Turd and his uh, turdettes, they're going to tell you all about the Electoral College. See, what, they, what they're going to tell you is that anything that might be merely coincidental is, in fact, preplanned. I told you this yesterday. I, I, I see that others are, are it, it's great minds think alike. I don't, I don't like to do the whole thing. I'm the only one that thought this, this up, but I did say it earlier in the day yesterday and the day before that, I believe, that they learned their lesson of the Mueller report. Remember, everything stopped with you on the Mueller report, and then nothing happened. So now they're bringing in the heavy hitters. They got the makeup artists. They got the Chiron generators. They got the lights and sound technicians. They got the news producer, who's a documentary, I guess, filmmaker as well, David Golston, former ABC News executive, and they're going to put on a show. A big show with slime turd right in the front with his unkept hair and his communist performative language. And that's exactly what it is. You know, just I say this as somebody who works at Salem News Channel. Maybe Fox should carry it and then just wipe the floor with everyone else in the ratings. Take all that ad revenue. Just, Just a thought. But here it is from the Wisconsin State Journal. Group claims responsibility for attack on anti-abortion organization in Madison warns of more violence. Now, you already saw, and the Washington Free Beacon had this one yesterday, that Merrick Garland, Merrick Garland has demanded easy treatment of the so-called Ivy League bombers. What's that? Oh, yeah. If you don't believe me, it goes like this. How the left learned to stop worrying about love, uh, worrying and love domestic terrorism. DOJ asked judge to go easy on Ivy League firebombers. On the cusp of nonstop around-the-clock primetime coverage of the January 6th committee hearings, a couple of domestic terrorists are actually getting their day in court. It's informative to see how Merrick Garland's Justice Department is handling their prosecution. Recall Garland's breathless declaration during his confirmation hearings that 150 years After the department's founding, battling extremist attacks on our domestic institution also remains its central mission. Colinford Mattis and Yuruj Rockman were arrested in the quote-unquote mostly peaceful protests following George Floyd's murder. The two lawyers 
handed out Molotov cocktails to the crowd, and Rockman tossed one into a police car before fleeing the scene in Mattis's van. They reached a plea deal with federal prosecutors in October 2020 that wiped out six of the 11 charges against them. Those prosecutors nonetheless sought a maximum 10-year sentence and argued that the incident qualified for a so-called terrorism enhancement that would turbocharge the sentencing, a determination with which the U.S. Probation Office concurred. Well, it seems, it seems that uh, the DOJ, led by Merrick Garland, have stepped in and demanded leniency. What? Yes, leniency. In mid-May, the same career DOJ prosecutors who argued for that 10-year sentence were back in court withdrawing their plea deal and entering a new one that allowed the defendants to cop to lesser charges of conspiracy and tosses out the terrorism enhancement entirely. The new charge carries a five-year maximum sentence, but the prosecutors are urging the the judge to go below that, asking for 18 to 24 months on account of the history and personal characteristics of the defendants and the aberrational nature of the defendants' conduct. Because, you know, Mattis graduated from Princeton and New York University Law School. It was an attorney at the White Shoe Law Firm of Prior Cashman. And Rockman was a public interest lawyer whose best friend, Obama administration intelligence uh, official Salman Rizvi, guaranteed the $250,000 required to release her bail. Law 360, which reported on the events, calls the New Deal an unusual step. James Trusty, a former prosecutor in the Department of Justice's Criminal Division, broke it down this way. Swapping for a softer plea agreement after having gone through the plea hearing is an exceedingly rare event in federal court. It can happen, he said, but there's truly some new development or understanding about the defendants that merits a fresh look. Well, it's Garland stepping in. It's Garland stepping in. So these terrorists are not going to sit in prison for 10 years. Back to the Wisconsin State Journal. An organization calling itself Jane's Revenge has claimed responsibility for setting fire to the Madison headquarters of a statewide anti-abortion group and warns of more violence to come if similar organizations don't disband nationwide. The group's first communique was shared anonymously with an investigative reporter for the online Netherlands-based news site Bellencat, who posted a series of tweets describing it early Tuesday morning. This is only a warning, the statement reads. We demand the disbanding of all anti-choice establishments, fake clinics, and violent anti-choice groups within the next 30 days. The Wisconsin State Journal could not independently verify the statement or the existence of an actual group named Jane's Revenge. The Bellingcat journalist Robert Evans tweeted that the source who shared the statement with him has a reputation for extreme reliability. Madison Police spokesperson Stephanie Fryer said in a statement Tuesday, the department's aware of a group claiming responsibility for arson at Wisconsin Family Action and are working with federal partners to determine the veracity of the claim. The FBI, which is helping investigate the arson and graffiti at the Wisconsin Family Action early Sunday morning, did not respond for a request for comment. So it's like Antifa. We're first going to question if this group even exists, even though they have committed not one but two acts of arson and have claimed responsibility publicly for it. We're now seeing a rise in vandalism against Catholic churches. And the decision has not even come down yet. Chuck Schumer's not being held at all responsible for his language towards Brett Kavanaugh and Neil Gorsuch, which is to threaten them with violence, or at least encourage the violence to be done by others. Merrick Garland seems to want to put his thumb on the scales of justice when Ivy League lawyers firebomb an NYPD cruiser, you know, 
Whatever happened to the love, right? Well, Republicans, you can't please. I don't know a single Republican or conservative that has taken the position, has taken the position that what happened to the Capitol Police was warranted and just. As a matter of fact, we've said the people that attacked police officers should be held accountable. They're entitled to a defense, innocent until proven guilty, and due process, like any other person accused of a crime. By the way, Slime Turd is not going to be presenting uh, any... It's not going to be presenting any communications between Nancy Pelosi, the Sergeant Arms, and the National Guard, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Because you're supposed to be tailgating for the big show. The big show. They're going to have a big red curtain? Are there going to be stepping repeats? Are Democrats going to be on the red carpet? What are you wearing? AOC, what are you wearing? Terrorism. Apparently, it's not the same thing. Antifa, Black Lives Matter, Ruth sent us, Jane's Revenge, Animal Liberation Front, Earth Liberation Front, radical Muslims among us. And they keep saying, well, we got to ban guns from, from young men 18 to 21. Yeah, how old was Major Nadal Hassan? How old was Saeed Farouk? How old was Omar Mateen? These were not 18 to 21-year-olds. Yes, we get it. Dylan Roof, we get it. And he should be executed for his crimes. I have no discomfort with that. I have no discomfort with calling someone who's obviously a white supremacist terrorist a white supremacist terrorist. But the media only likes to use that word in one direction. So firebombing, a, you know, pro-life organizations, that's okay. That's okay. If you firebomb the NYPD, that's okay. Just don't touch the Capitol Police because then it's terrorism. Were there any Molotov, Molotov cocktails on January 6th? No. Was there any firebombing? No. Really, the only person that died that day was an unarmed woman. We had to suffer through the Democrats and the media's lies about Officer Brian Sicknick, who did not die from injuries related to January 6th. But they kept saying it over and over. Where was our disinformation czar when we needed her? So right now as we speak, we have multiple terrorist organizations operating in the United States and the media does not care. And as far as the DOJ is concerned, well, light sentences if you are committing acts of political violence from the left. Now, I know what's happening. The MAGA candidates lost last night. That's not the, that's not the takeaway. The takeaway is that many Republican voters didn't move their position on anything. What we did see, though, is many left-wing voters move their positions. The radical leftist weather underground district attorney is no more. Chase Boudin was recalled last night. And even though we have uh, Karen Bass facing Caruso, Caruso is kind of like a Mike Bloomberg, I guess. He was a billionaire Republican who air fingers, quote, turned Democrat, and he's likely to be the mayor of L.A. See, if Republican voters don't go all in for a MAGA candidate, 
who might be underfunded or not funded at all, not supported at all. You know, nobody looks at Kathy Barnett and goes, wow, she got 300 and something thousand votes with no support. Yeah, Toby Anderson in New Jersey placed third. Amy Fan West placed third. A lot of these MAGA candidates, they're grassroots candidates. They're not being hand-selected by Kevin McCarthy. So it's hard. But that doesn't mean Republican voters are moving their position. What we're seeing is Democrat voters moving their position away from high crime, rampant homelessness, the insane taxation, and defund the police. We're right. They're wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Serious XM Patreon. You can join me live on the Wilcow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125.